From Fortress Fund Managers, this is Do It For Grantly, a podcast where we speak with women and men in Barbados about their Grantleys and other money matters. I'm Kim Howard, Marketing Manager at Fortress, and my co-host is Omar Kennedy. Hello, listeners. An entrepreneur, author, and former financial manager. Our guests for this week's episode are a married couple. Inspired by the news that baby number four was on the way, they decided it was time to get debt-free. Steering down over $67,000, the pair took the plunge and less than two years later, emerged from their cloud of debt. Along the way, they began a blog charting their journey and sharing what they learned. Twain and Kelly Jones founded Debt-Free Caribbean and join us today for Keeping Up with the Joneses. We appreciate you taking the time to listen to us, so let's get to it. Financial security doesn't grow on trees. It's built brick by brick with smart investments and a strong partner. To retirement, education, and whatever your future may hold, we say bring it on. At Fortress Fund Managers, we're not afraid of the hard work, long hours, or steady saving, just like you aren't. We know better than anyone that you can't just hope for good luck. Call Fortress Fund Managers on 435-7777 to build your personal fortress. Your future, our business, Fortress. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Do It For Grantly. I'm Kim Howard. I'm Omar Kennedy. And today we are happy to bring you our newest episode called Keeping Up With The Joneses. And before we get into that... Fortress Fund Managers is the producer of this podcast, Do It For Grantly. Fortress is a mutual fund company operating here in Barbados since 1996. We just offer mutual funds. Mutual funds is what we do. And we've been serving both individual and organizational customers over those years. Omar is going to tell us a little bit more about what mutual funds are. A mutual fund is an investment product that pulls together money from investors, you guys, into one big pot. From there, Fortress, using their expertise, invest the money not only locally but regionally and internationally. It operates on the purpose, on the principle, I'm sorry, of diversification, not putting all of your eggs in one basket. So instead, if you're investing by yourself, you may only invest in one or two companies um, or one or two countries around the world. Through Fortress, you can invest in hundreds of country, uh, companies, you know, dozens of company, countries all over the world. So, you know, you are able to maximize your potential revenues while minimizing any potential losses. Maximizing is what we definitely want to do. And I think it's what our guests today have done and are continuing to do. We have with us today Dwayne and Kelly Jones from Debt Free Caribbean. How are you guys? We're fine, thanks. We're good. Thanks for having us. Thanks for coming <laughs> and talking to us. Uh, we have been watching you guys for a while. You've got a personal blog and you've been charting your journey towards financial freedom. In January 2020, you became consumer debt free after repaying, is this right, $65,000 in debt in yeah. over in just about 20 months? Yeah, I'm sure that my wife knows the exact number. She's good with numbers. <laughs> that Kelly, number's incredible. Kelly, is that number just about right? Yes, it is. Is it close to? $67,822.43. Incredible. Wow. I told you. Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's almost $68,000, really. Yes. All right, so from now I think you could say almost 68000 That's better. <laughs> but either way, congratulations on that tremendous milestone. Thank you. You would have used budgeting a lot, from what I understand, to yeah. help you get there. Yeah. All right, so tell us about a little bit about yourselves. Um, I know that you're parents. So tell us about you know your family and how you managed to get to the point where you decided, yeah, we need to do something about our current debt situation. Yeah, well, we, we're a family of six now. 
Okay. Um, we have we have four kids. Wow. And yeah, we always get that. Like, there's always this pause. This is low. Or you wait, four kids? Like you get, you always get that. Uh, so um, I think how this all started is, and we realized that we were going to have a fourth baby. Things were already tight. Um, money was not looking the way we wanted to look, and I remember that my wife became very frustrated trying to get the numbers to work and we couldn't see any clear picture of how we we're going to support this fourth baby and with that being said we knew that we needed to do something about it but at that time we didn't know what we needed to do so that was the gap that we need to fill and we know this was this couldn't be the way that you should feel and that you should live always worrying about money, not knowing where our money was going. You paid one week and two weeks after all the money is gone. So that feeling um, initially that my wife had, and then she talked to me about it and said, well, Dwayne, we, there needs to be a better way. There needs to be a solution. So we, we started to focus a lot on how we were managing our money, how we were budgeting. Um, and out of that, we became more aggressive looking at our, our debt and you know consistent in in our budgeting and when you say i mean if, if you're comfortable telling us like when you say you know you had this big mountain of debt and you got paid and then two weeks later you know you're looking to figure out where your next dollar is going to come from again what kind of debt were you talking about here um so people can identi identify yes we had a total of six debts mm. two of them were credit cards um one of them was a sheer secure loan and we had one wasn't a debt per se, but our insurance was due mm -hmm. the month that we decided to start our debt-free journey. And we didn't have the money, so that would have been an additional <laughs> debt right. um, included. So that was included. And the last two were two personal loans from debt consolidations in the past where we were trained to fix the debt. Okay. So, yeah, it was a total of six debts. You used the words um, aggressive, focused, consistent, you know, to describe your pursuit of financial freedom. What were some of the key tools that you used or some of the sacrifices that you made to keep yourself on track? Well, um, tools for sure, as we mentioned, budgeting was a huge change for us. Agreed, yeah. Um, but not just budgeting. What we noticed was that a lot of times people see budgeting as just, you know, if I'm getting $5,000 this month, I'm going to write a list of things that I need to do for $5,000. And that and was it. It may not even be a list for $5,000. You're just going to write a list of the things you have to do for the month. Even if it exceeds $5,000, you are just writing a list. You're not sure how much money is coming in, how much money is going out. So budgeting the right way was an important tool that we used um, to work on our debt. Our debt. Mm -hmm. Um, a second thing that we would have done was to have a, re um, a debt reduction strategy. Tell us about that. We would have worked on a debt reduction strategy, and this strategy was basically how we would tackle our debt. And we chose to tackle our debt from the smallest balance to the largest balance. Snowball. Yeah, and that may not be correct or the best way for persons when it comes to saving money, but that was the way we chose just to get those small wins initially. So that reduction strategy was a major tool for us as well. How did you figure out, well, this was an option? What did, what did you do to identify that this debt reduction strategy was something that you needed to do? I just Googled. <laughs> I, I can remember. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know about um, when you're pregnant, you go through a nesting phase where you just want to clean your house. I I've went heard through, about that, yes. I went through financial <laughs> nesting where I just felt like <laughs> I needed to get our finances in order before this baby came because, you know, the I just felt like we needed to get our finances in order. 
and i i remember laying on the bed one day i was just watching random youtube videos and i said no i don't feel comfortable and i just decided to look up budgeting on google and that's where it started i just found a heap of information and i was hooked for a month (laughs) just watching youtube on instagram googling stuff and that that's how i found the reduction strategy and I think w- w- coming out of that, one of the other things that we found useful was delay gratification, right? Uh, is a is something that we had to learn the hard way because a lot of the debt we had just came from things that we thought we needed to get right now. We we didn't want to wait for it, and I think that's something that a lot of us go through. We don't have the patience to to save for what we have, and really and truly, if you can't buy it cash, you can't afford it. Is, is is it really you're just when you when you have to get um a loan or something for it then you're essentially being penalized for doing that rather than saving the money and get it after yourself but um so i, des- I definitely think those are the three tools um, but in terms of sacrifices um we sacrificed a lot but there are three things that stand out to me definitely <laughs> yeah we wait for months before hot water we refused to fix our hot water system because we were so focused that we needed to get this debt paid first. Coming on to the coming on to like six months before we decided before we calculated we would be debt free, our hot water mashed up. Something <laughs> went wrong. And I cannot be in cold water. <laughs> but I said, you know what? This is another way to push me to even go more aggressively. So I said, I will not repair this hot water until I become debt free. And when I tell you I went into beast mode because every morning I wake up and had to bathe in that hot cold water mm-hmm. was motivation to just carry me to the next level. And in January, we paid we paid our final debt on the 22nd of January. And on the 23rd, I called the company <laughs> <laughs> to get my, no my water fixed. So no that was no a way. major sacrifice for us. What were the other two that stood up for you, Dwayne? Uh, well, for me, I, I'm, a, I'm a musician. I'm a panist, an entertainer. And so crop over is a huge part of what I do for my business. And um, one, it was last year, right? Yeah, last so last year, my wife and I decided that I could not do any events. I could not spend any money during the crossover season at all, and it hurt. It was for sacrifice purposes, but, but they returned it wait, to wait, the challenge. Wait, wait, wait. Let me tell my side. So I was furious because anybody that know me and know people that in entertainment, you you want to go and party and stuff. So. But what I understood what was the goal and I understood that I need to take the sacrifices now to fix this problem and so we can have a better future. So understanding that and changing my mindset helped me to get through it. But then, interestingly enough, we turned it into a challenge and my wife said, okay, you know what? Let's not totally take this away from you. You can go to any event as long as you won a ticket or you got the job to play at the event. <laughs> Listen, I was so motivated. Mm-hmm. I started marketing so hard. I started calling everybody. I made sure my band was in all the fests that I wanted to go to. <laughs> I entered every competition. I entered KFC competitions. I entered <laughs> Shafat competitions, band launches. I 
so much things I entered. Did and you win any? Of course. Everything. I won all. <laughs> I won all. In some instances, I had four or five tickets, which was even better. So them. I sold for it to pay a debt. Nice. And I kept one for myself. So <laughs> it was a. It was. It was so. I don't want to use motivational again, but it it just drove me. Mm. I just got this renewed power that we were accomplishing both things. I get to go out and party, and I found extra money to pay towards our debt and fight our debt even faster. I'm flabbergasted right now. This is incredible. <laughs> I'm just I'm just letting you know I'm flabbergasted. Continue. <laughs> uh, that was the last one. But I, I think we're... Cold water. Cold water. Cold water. Having to Cold sacrifice water. partying. Oh, eating out food. Okay, oh, yeah. yes. That was a, I can't forget. We can't forget that one. Um, <laughs> it's, it's in our blood. It's in our culture yet again. Fridays and Fridays Saturdays Saturdays. was not a time to cook. Right. No, nobody cooks on Fridays and Saturdays. Mm-hmm. So we had to get to a point where we looked at, and it, it's amazing how things look on a piece of paper. Mm. Uh, when you track every month, all the money that's leaving your pockets, and then you take a look at it, and I kid you not, hundreds of dollars going towards food. Hundreds. Is and that expensive to feed two persons? Furthermore, we, we were actually eating out as a family. So lovely. all of us were eating out. So one meal alone could have carried us to $60 just, just to eat out a Friday night. And that's something we really needed to work on. And at the beginning of our debt-free journey, we had little wiggle room when it came to money because we had our debt the minimum payments for our debt were about $2,000 alone every month. So there was little room. So at the beginning of our journey, we stopped eating out cold turkey at all. I mean, if we got held back at work, we did not eat out. We went home and fixed something quick so you don't pass out. But we refused to eat out at the beginning of our journey. And once we found additional money, the money started to feel a bit more comfortable, then we would... Um, use eating out as a uh, a reward, a reward yeah. if we paid like if we paid off our first credit card we'll then have our one dollar wings that we would normally buy every Friday so that's how we we channeled eating out into okay. yeah into, into it was a price but I think what was more difficult is that with four kids is not easy because children don't understand you know they don't want to wait right and and i find it's it's that's okay because you know you don't want your kids to be hungry as adults we could wait a little longer but a kid no it's not (laughs) gonna work so it was a hard conversation but the kids got on board and even if it was just 30 minutes till we get home uh we will pick them up and like Every time we pick up our kids, daddy, we hungry. I like literally every time we pick up from school, we hungry as if well, we're on our way home. Yeah, but we hungry. No, we could get a snack. We could get this. We could get that. So we had, yeah, we had to find, we had to find ways walking with snacks. Mm. And as you said, maybe an apple at that time. But eventually they, they got on board with it and it, it didn't, you know, it didn't become that hard to kind of get them into what we were doing. And I think it was even more stressful because again, being a musician, sometimes the kids will be waiting for me while I finish a one-hour gig, mm. and then we go and drive around or pass by Grand Grand and mm-hmm. say hi. And so that's another hour that we need to make a decision on: do we buy something light? Do we just buy a small snack? But we did whatever it could not to spend that that extra money, including eating out at work as well. So we came up with a plan of cooking the meals on Fridays, putting all of them in in, uh, in the fridge mm-hmm. and just, you know, grab and go each morning. And I think that worked a lot. That worked very well cooking in bulk. 
um, to grab and go because you didn't have, they didn't have an excuse to say, you know, I don't have lunch today because I didn't take it out or, you know, I didn't cook or I didn't feel like cooking. It was too tired. It didn't cook. Mm-hmm. So we needed to go the bulk, the bulk way. But those things, those things alone made a tremendous change in our first um, couple of months. Um, you mentioned delayed gratification and mutual funds. So it's also about delayed gratification. You invest your money now so that five years down the line, 10 years down the line at retirement, if you choose to, you have a nest egg there waiting for you to do whatever you want. That's just Omar's plug right now. Kim, I'm <laughs> yes, sorry. Similar yeah. to how you, yeah. you know, you, you pick away at debt, you know, very, there are very few of us or maybe none of us who could say, well, I've got $60,000 in debt. I'm going to pay all $60,000 back. No, if you could do that, you probably wouldn't have been in that position in the first place, Yeah. but you chip away at it. Right. So mm-hmm. you know that all right, these are the adjustments I'll make so I can pay off this amount. Yep, Similarly yep, with yep. a mutual fund, it's not like, I want a million dollars at the end of this particular 20-year period. Well, you don't have a million dollars put aside right now, but you identify a mutual fund that would give you the opportunity to grow your wealth and you put away what you can. Because yes. Kelly's the expert budgeter. <laughs> she will know exactly how much wiggle room you yep. have. Then yep. there you go. Yes. Yeah. I'll, I'll do the action. <laughs> <laughs> What's the plan, babe? What's the plan? <laughs> Got it. So one of the things that you all have noted online in your social media is that the pandemic struck um, at a time when you had just managed just a while ago to repair your debt, repay all your debt, repair your water system. Thank you. Yes. And, <laughs> um, but then after that, there came some changes in terms of work, your salaries and um, having to you know, navigate that. How... How did you go about, you know, responding to that, given all that you've learned in the last year, two years or so? I think um, the first thing we did in in regrouping and handling COVID and the impact of our finances at home uh, was to definitely regroup and go back to our basics. Uh, A term that my my wife taught me was our bare bone budget. (laughs) So... Are, it's a budget really that just has essentials only. There's no extra fluff. There's no extra anything. So what we did when COVID came was like, you know what? Let's look at the things that we have to do. What are the what are the things that we have to um, handle? So we have to handle our food. We have to handle our shelter, um, transportation to some extent, and given, bills and and our bills. So once we did that, and we noticed that there were still funds remaining to help fuel the goals that we already had pre-COVID. Mm. And what we noticed was that was there because of the changes that are happening in our lives. So the kids were no longer at school for activities. There's no more daycare. We went from a thousand dollars a month in gas to two hundred dollars a month. Nice. Mm-hmm. So although COVID did impact us and our finances dropped a lot in the household, the other aspects of our lives that changed fueled um the funds that we needed to continue the goals that we had that we had planned and because of covid we once we became debt free our plan was to gradually build our emergency fund we wanted to have a buffer so that should something happen again we don't have to rely on that so we we started gradually building our emergency fund once covid came we were like no we need to beef up this emergency fund and tackle it aggressively so implementing what i call the bare bones budget and then the reduced expenses from nursery and the reduced gas etc we would have poured that money then into getting our emergency fund to a place where we wanted 
our goal at the beginning of the year was to be 50% completed by December 31st, and we have reached 50%, I believe, two months ago, two our months last ago. month. Lovely. So yeah. we, we just went ham on getting our emergency fund in place. Yeah, and I think um, one of the biggest things was that we talk about budgeting and having your goals be a part of your actual budget. Mm-hmm. And our budget really isn't just a piece of paper saying what we want to do for the month. It's really the Bible of what we want to do for the month and what we're doing for the future. So our budget speaks a lot to the things that we want to accomplish. So once we noticed those extra funds, it was easy to just say, what do we do with it? We don't have to have that conversation because we knew the goal. We knew knew our goal was emergency funds. So our budget reflects that our goal for that month or for the period in time is emergency fund. That's where majority of our money will go. And then later on, if we, our um, goal is to build our investment portfolio, then you'll see in our budget that our investment portfolio takes a majority of the money from our income when the months come. So it's important to COVID reminds us to review our goals and to focus on the ones that were priority. I have a question then, now that you've said that, um, would you say that you have, you're satisfied with your outcome? Are there any things that you could have done a bit better in hindsight? You know, they said 2020 is a year of hindsight, ironically. <laughs> so what would you have done better, if anything? I, I think we are um, satisfied with how our journey went. Initially, when we started, our projected payoff date was three and a half years, and we were pushing for three as the stretch goal, and we managed to complete it in 20 months. So we were overall satisfied one of the biggest problems during our journey though was our pocket money we could not get this pocket money under control at all when you say pocket money tell me in our budget Mm -hmm. normally before we started our debt-free journey how we budgeted was that you pay your bills you pay your expenses and everything else was fun and our budgeting now you pay your bills you pay your expenses and you put aside money for fun as well fun can be eating out Fun can be activities with the kids. Fun is just, there's a number for fun. You don't just spend all your money towards fun. And we would have set a budget and we could never get this this um, pocket <laughs> money under control. <laughs> and looking back on the journey, I think that was a problem for us. And I, I am not sure if it was a case where we were being poor before spending. It may have been a case where we needed to review the pocket money amount and say, you know what, this just isn't enough for our family. Hmm. Um, so we would beat ourselves every month for this pocket money. So that's one of the things I think that we would have appreciated, yeah, uh, you to know, have to have done better. Um, whenever we say beat ourselves up, I mean literally because when we review what happened for the month and we realize, for example, we only paid $2,000 this month to debt. But then you look at pocket money, 500 over, <laughs> or and you're like, huh? But you that could have th- been 2500 to debt. So we really... <laughs> <laughs> was knocking ourselves about this pocket money category and to this day i kid you not we're still knocking ourselves with this one category that we just can't seem to get under control but i think that overall we don't beat ourselves that much because at the end of the day we we did all this to be more comfortable with our money and we're at the point now where if we go over it it's all right 
<laughs> you know, it's alright. We fought to to be able to do this. We fought hard to be able to spend our money how how we want, but still within reason. Yeah, but still know that there are goals to accomplish, there are plans to be made, and there's a future not only for us but for our for our children. How do you guys monitor everything? Did you use like um, Excel I was or did you about that. did you do you put pen on paper? What 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 is your your method? Oh, that's a a, a good question. Omar. <laughs> oh dear. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> nice. So um, we we have a, a Excel workbook. Mm-hmm. Um, it has multiple tabs mm-hmm. in it. <laughs> uh, we actually did a series on our Instagram page, Debt Free Caribbean. Mm-hmm. So if you go on our Instagram page, you will see an entire series about this workbook and what each individual tab is meant for and its mm-hmm. purpose and towards the journey. Um, and then we uploaded it to uh, Google, Google, Drive. Google Drive. Yeah, for mm. easy and access. Lovely. The reason for putting it on Google Drive is that either I, if I'm in town and I spend money, I can upload it. I can just put in my information and he'll be able to see the money that was spent and vice versa. So that was the best option for us so that both of us have access to it as a, as a couple. Yeah. So are either of you accountants or can anybody do this? Anyone can do this. You don't need a degree. You don't need a high salary. You can be working for any amount. Anyone can get into budgeting and can become debt free. I didn't really know all that thing about Excel. I know how to watch YouTube and I know how to snap, but I ain't really (laughs) so sure about using Excel spreadsheet. Keep it simple. simple. Just get a piece of paper. How much money are you getting this month? I'm getting 3000 mm. What are our goals that you want to achieve this month? Well, I would like to pay at least uh, 100 to my 200 to my credit card. Okay, great. That what don't sound like a goal. That sounds boring. <laughs> it sounds boring. I am so glad you said it. It sounds boring. But when we started this, the only goal we had was <laughs> to make extra money for this baby. That was mm-hmm. the only goal. I want extra money to support my new baby. And that one single little goal... Turned into a whole debt-free <laughs> journey, journey, a whole, whole debt-free page, page, <laughs> uh, interviews and newspapers and all, and all yeah. uh, podcasts. Hey, you know, and it was just and just to be able to afford yeah. a podcast. So maybe number five is gonna be fine now. Hold on. <laughs> wow. Hold on. Pause breaks. <laughs> Let's, oh. let's, next question. No. <laughs> wow. Well, I would imagine that doing this together has probably brought y'all even closer. Wow. Yes, it has. <laughs> yeah, that's so it that is so that is that that's really fascinating. How long have you been married? We've been married for eleven years. Okay. Wow. So, eleven years. And fantastic. You you hit the nail on the head. It has definitely brought us so much closer. Like we couldn't imagine how close this would have taken our relationship to another level. You know they say when you're together for a long time. You, you kind of get to a stagnant kind of place. Mm-hmm. But I think um, because one of the things that happened was I, I wasn't on board at the beginning um, <laughs> at, at all. And that's, again, back, based on my background. But it just goes to show that your background can change, your mindset can change, and it could bring good things for you. So my wife came to me and said, well, Dwayne, I got a plan. We're going to be debt-free. I said, what? No, nobody don't plan to be debt free you you get that you pay it as long as you're living and then once you're dead it, it, somebody struggles with it that's <laughs> how it is nobody plans to yeah. to, to you know be debt free you go around from i don't want to do that you you do it right yes. so at first then she started saying well no this this is what we need to do right our family is growing we want to change 
our generation. We want to start a new generation for our family. We want to build wealth for our family and our kids. We want to leave an empire. We want to do something new. So she had to, you know, get me on board a very sneaky way. What? Well, how did she finally? How did this? How did the switch finally flip for you? Flip. What, what I started. What I started to do was as I watched the. Uh, if I watched something that I felt motivated me to even start this journey more mm-hmm. i would send it to him and say hey watch this and i would go on his instagram page and start adding debt free pages so when he's <laughs> going through his feed he sees this information too like, why is this so foolish this coming up <laughs> kelly confused me about this i know he's seeing it here too but I was like, yeah. <laughs> and, and at night while we were laying i was like come and watch this here with me and that's how i really got him into it and a I, pregnant woman know right yeah. mm-hmm. I, you couldn't you could but not for too long it didn't work <laughs> so and just just doing that really um, got us closer together. We've always been close. We've always joined our finances. Our finances were joined from the time we got together, even before we were married. But it just took us to another level. There's nothing like being in a relationship and achieving our ticking off goals together. And it just, I don't know, it, it strengthened our relationship. And yeah. we are thankful that a debt-free journey something so... I don't important. know. Important. Yeah, important. Important, uh, important and stressful can bring a relationship yeah. closer together. We, we know how money goes with, with marriages, right? It's one of the top reasons for, for divorce. And and, and not so, talking about it too. Yes, yes, and not talking about it, not having that conversation. So we were lucky enough, we we were have, we had that conversation as teenagers. I remember first moving into our apartment <laughs> when we got there. Uh, we came to this empty house. We had nothing. And... The first conversation was, what would we eat? And we were like, well, I don't know. Yeah. We go to the supermarket? Yeah, how much money you got? So we skin. I that's, how our, that's how our finances started. Yeah, I remember she's shaking out her purse on the, on, the, um, on the table, and I took out my wallet. How much, how much was it? I don't 200 know. and something dollars yeah. we had, and that's, that's how our she finances numbers, were joined like, together. <laughs> she's just remember these numbers. From the depths of your wallet. So yes. now you, you've come through this very momentous thing time and I, I trust that you probably will avoid being in this level of debt again but yes you know what are your plans now looking forward uh, financially at least well the plans right now is to you know well like i said before i'm in entertainment but of course it was heavily dependent on tourism i did a lot of hotels and destination weddings and stuff like that so now i have to regroup and look at another business model um and find out how can i still do something in my industry and uh, so that's what we're working on. We we're also trying to um, start a business together. Okay. Um, which will be debt related. So we'll see how that goes. Oh, yeah, how that goes. <laughs> well, if Kelly's involved in any way, I, I don't <laughs> see how it could be a problem. So I think we wanted to, to at least get a, a business started together. So we're working on that. Uh, another thing for us will definitely be strengthening our investment portfolio. Mm-hmm. Um, Good we, to hear that. Hope yeah. we'll, hopefully, we'll see you <laughs> soon. Call fortress. Yeah. <laughs> call, call. Yeah. yeah. So we we are doing our research. Okay. Uh, good. We want to make our our portfolio stronger. Good. And one of the the third thing that is vitally important for us is knowledge transfer. Mm. Um, because after we do all this work, put in all this work, leave behind. Um, a strong foundation our children need to have the knowledge that we gain in last three years and they need to understand the importance of how to use money how to use money as a tool and not think that it's the root of all evil if it's used correctly it could be a tremendous um, blessing 
and we want them to carry on our legacy that we fought so hard to build and uh we want them to be able to carry on that generation the new generation that we are starting the now. new joneses yeah mm-hmm. the new joneses <laughs> and the, the, you know we you know you say keeping up with the joneses it's always in a way where they're, they're on a yeah a little negative they're on a pedestal and mm-hmm. you know nobody can't touch them but we we want you to join us we want you to take control of your finances look at your money better uh, so it's a new spin on keeping up with the joneses i like it i almost feel like a tv show is coming <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> why not <laughs> well thank you guys so very much for joining us today omar did you have any other questions no 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 i'm completely overwhelmed you've kept up you've kept up with the joneses i, I i'm trying <laughs> nobody can you know well thank you i think i think what i think what both kelly and Dwayne want to remind people is that it is possible to keep up with the joneses that they've done something together that many people may think is difficult or impossible but with kelly on your side at least (laughs) um and a good spreadsheet um or even a piece of paper with stuff written down the important thing is to make a plan because as Dwayne said earlier, you know, people people don't make plans to get out of debt, but apparently they do. Yes, they do. And you can. So uh, their testimony is the fact that you can do that. And I'm very grateful that you both were able to join us today. Thanks I feel almost, as, yeah, <laughs> I really am happy to have you. And I feel like we came full circle because one of our very first, maybe it was like our second episode, we talked about families and talking about money in families. And how, you know, people had different perceptions and coming together. Sometimes it's challenging, but I think what y'all have now hammered home is that it is challenging, but it's doable. Yes. But you have to put in the work. So thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having us. And um, we look forward to having more episodes coming up. I think we have like one more episode due in this season. Mm -hmm. And I thank all the listeners for listening today and encourage you to send us any comments or questions that you have. You can email us at info at fortressfund.com or you can send us a voice note on our website at fortressfund.com slash podcast. Join us next week for next episode called funding the future where we discuss the recovery of the barbadian economy in the wake of the covid19 pandemic that's it for me i'm kim howard i'm omar kennedy thank you bye later do it for grantly is a production of fortress fund managers you can listen to and download all our episodes in all the good places podcasts are available or on our website fortressfund.com that's fortressfund.com where you can also find this episode's show notes explaining all the financial terms we mentioned in the show. Remember to let us know what you think about the podcast, this episode, or other money matters. You can send us a voice note at fortressfund.com podcast, email us at info at fortressfund.com, or send us a message on Facebook or Instagram at Fortress Fund Managers. Most people find out about podcasts through recommendations, so please spread the word and tell your friends about our show. Until next time, I'm Kim Howard. And I'm Omar Kennedy. Thanks for listening.